0: Bismillah <laughs> ar Raheem. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Tasliman kathiran kathirah. My brothers and sisters, today, several people asked me several questions, all revolving around the issue of Bida. So I thought, let me... Clarify that for all of you, once and for all, so you are clear. I want to talk to you about the basic principles of our akida. Those of you who have been following my Aqidah classes, I have already dealt with that up up to where we are now. But those of you who may not have followed that, this is going to be a concise explanation. I want to introduce to you three words, all of which you must be familiar with. The first word is shirk, the second word is kufr, and the third word is bida. Shirk is to join partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his that in his person, in his self, in his sifat, in his attributes, in his powers, and in whatever he can do. So you can have shirk. في you can have shirk في الربوبيات and you can have shirk في اسماء وصفات الله now obviously i'm not going to go into the details of each of these that takes a long time and i've given i'm doing a whole series of this so watch those lectures but just understand this so shirk in these three parts the second word is kufr kufr is to deny which is atheism agnosticism kufr will be somebody who says that Yes, there is a higher power, the universe does something, mother nature, all of these kinds of statements are statements of kufr. Because people are denying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jallahu. There again, the three parts which is denying the existence of Allah itself, which is atheism, or denying for example, the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in rububiyat, where somebody says, yes, there is a higher power and whatnot, we believe in God, but uh, you know, God is not really interested in people and so on and so forth, agnosticism and so on. Now, just to give you a framework of this, now we come to the actual subject I want to talk about, which is bidah. We know the hadith which we hear in every single Juma <speaking> In Azdaq al Hadisi, Kitab Allah. In Azdaq al Hadisi, Kitab Allah. وَخَيْرُ الْهَدِي هَدِي مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَشَرُّ الأمور محدثاتها وَكُلَّ مُهْدَثَتِمْ بِدَعَ وَكُلَّ بِدَعَةٍ ضَلَالَ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِدَال How alayhi salatu الرسول Rasulullah sallallahu عليه وسلم said the best of speech is the book of Allah. The best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi وسلم The sharr of the umur. That is the. The evil of the deeds. The evil of actions. Evil in everything comes from. New things. From innovations, And then he said. All innovations are bida. All bida are misguidance. And all misguidance is the fire. He did not say. Some bida are good. Some bida are bad. Because this, this term of. Uh, a good Bida also is used in in some other cases. We will come to that inshallah. Now, therefore, what is Bida? There is a lot of misunderstanding. People have all kinds of funny uh, impressions about Bida. For example, somebody says, you know, (coughs) you are wearing, wearing, for example, a jacket and you are wearing trousers. This is Bida. Because (laughs) Rasulullah did not wear a jacket. Now, please understand, uh, the, the issue of the deen is that religion is based on knowledge. It's not based on superstition. It's not based on grandmother's tales. <coughs> a bidah is an action. There are two requirements for something to be bidah. Number one, the bidah is an action that is done with the intention of pleasing Allah. And number two, it is an action for which the person expects a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are two conditions. The, the, the action must be done for the pleasure of Allah and the action must be done with the intention that Allah will reward me. Now, If somebody is wearing a trouser, he is not wearing it to please Allah for the reward. He is wearing it because it is convenient. Alhamdulillah, no problem. Wear trousers. Now, what do you call an action like this which is done with the intention of pleasing? What is the other word for it? An action does which is done for, with the intention of pleasing Allah and expecting a reward from Allah. What is that action called? What is the other word for it? Ibadah. Right? Ibadah. Any action which is done to please Allah and with the expectation of reward from Allah is Ibadah. Whatever the action, for example, we're sitting here. I'm doing this khatra, you're sitting here. Why are you sitting here? For what? Because you like me? Because you See, he doesn't even like me. He said, "Do you like me?" He said, "No." If you sit here because you like me, I love you, but this will not be a ibadah. Please understand that, right? Most welcome to. I mean, I, I have no, I have no objection to to you liking me. But my point is, you're not. You are sitting here because I am speaking to you about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala or about the Deen. So you're sitting here with the intention, with the sincerity, that this this action pleases Allah. And do you expect do you expect Allah to reward you or no? Yes, of course. InshaAllah. Every second, every minute we are sitting here, inshaAllah we will get reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this action of sitting here in the khatira is an action of ibadah. Right? Now. Therefore, what is a bidah? A bidah is an action like this, but which Rasulullah sallallahu sallam did not do. An action which is done with the intention of pleasing Allah and with the intention of reward from Allah That is our intention To do the action But this is an action which Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never did Now wh- why that criterion Because in the ibadat In the case of ibadat Everything is haram Except what Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did Or permitted in the, in the matter of everything else Mu'amilat, everything is halal except what Rasulullah prohibited. Please understand the very basic fundamental principles of Sharia, right? In, in Mu'amilat, in our dealings, can you work in an IT company? Yes, you can work in an IT company. In this IT company is engaged in writing software, banking software for interest-based banking. Now can I work in the IT company? No. Why? Because Rasulullah well, prohibited us from working in interest-based banks or dealing in interest in any way. So what is happening here? General rule, can I work in an IT company? Yes, of course. Do you, you need to ask? You don't need to ask. No problem. Please work. But in that IT company specific rule, they are engaged in something which is haram. Now can I work? You can't work. So general rule is what everything is halal except what Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم prohibited. When we say Nabi Nabise Wasallam prohibited means Allah subhanahu wa taala prohibited that because what is what is the dalil? Allah subhanahu wa taala said, وَمَا أتاكم الرسول فَقُودُهُ وما نهاكم عنه فانتوه. In Surah al hashar Allah subhanahu wa taala said, whatever by Nabi tells you to do, do it. Whatever he gives you, take it. And whatever you stops you from, stop. Rasulullah in a hadith, he said, Whatever I tell you to do good things, do them. What I stop you from, stop completely. What I tell you to do, do as much as you can do. But what I stop you from, stop completely. So in terms of maamilat, basic rule, whatever Rasulullah Allah, whatever you want to do, do it. Except what the Prophet wasallam prohibited. But in Akida and Ibadat, what is the rule? It is the opposite rule. Everything is haram except what is permitted. So before you do anything, you have to check. Right? Everything. To check if it is permitted. Yes. To see if it is permitted. Now. In the case of bidah, what happens? In the case of bidah, what happens is it begins, all bidah begin with a good intention. Please understand this. Intention alone is not sufficient. Every bidah. Let's take one of the biggest. Isa alayhi salam, the Christian said, he is son of God. Some other Christian sect said, he is God himself. What are they, what is their intention? Are they trying to insult Isa alayhi salam? Or are they trying to glorify Isa, which one? Glorify, right? I mean, they're, they're praising the Nabi. They're saying, oh my he is so fantastic, he cannot be a human. But what has happened here? They've glorified him to a point where it becomes prohibited. So intention alone is not sufficient. Every bidha starts with a good intention. But then what happens? People go and do things which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never did and he never allowed. Right? So what must you do? Anytime anybody tells you to do something which is like an ibadah, and I'll give you one or two examples. What must you do? Check and see if the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did it. Check and see if Nabi Sallallahu Wasallam did it. If he did it and you have authentic ahadith. If you have a a strong dalil for that, don't just pick something from Google. No. That is the worst way of doing it. Go to an alim, go to a scholar, check it. If you have a, if you have dalil for that, please do it. No problem. If you do not have dalil, don't touch it. Because remember one very important rule. What is that rule? Don't forget this rule. If you remember this rule, you can't go wrong. What is that rule? The rule is, as far as the, and again, this comes from the Hadith of Islam. He said the halal is clear, the haram is clear, between them are, are the doubtful things. Now, as far as ibadat are concerned, what is it that is clear? No doubt. What is it? Four salah, right? How many further are there? How many five, how many salahs? Five. You're four? You're inviting a new deen. Ismaili. No? Five. Correct. Okay? Five. Anybody got a doubt? Five. But if somebody says, on Wednesdays, after Salatul Maghrib, pray three sets of two rakat each. In the first set, after Suratul Fatiha, recite Suratul Ikhlas three times. And in the second rakat, After Surah Al-Fatiha, recites Surah Al-Falaq three times. What will you say? What will you say? Why? Why? Give me the proof. If I tell you, Maghrib, pray Maghrib, uh, my brother, pray Maghrib Salat, three rakat, do you need to ask a question? No. We know this. But I am now giving you a new thing. I am saying, only on Wednesdays after Maghrib, Anytime somebody gives you something that looks like an ibadah, which is with the intention of pleasing Allah, expectation of reward, always check for the dalil. Say, what is the evidence? What is the proof? If you have the evidence, do it. If you don't have the evidence, don't do it. The reason I'm saying is, please understand, as I told you, you can't go wrong with this. Please understand very clearly. If you do nothing, nothing will happen to you. Because the only thing that you are questionable for, the only thing that you will be asked about and may Allah protect us. If we don't do that, we are liable for punishment. I won't say you will be punished. We ask Allah for forgiveness. But we are liable for punishment is what? The fard. Right? The fard only. To pray, for example, to pray tahajjud. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. We have all the dalai in the world. Alhamdulillah, we should pray Tahajud. But supposing there is a person who never prayed Tahajud in his whole life. Will he go to Jahannam for that reason? No. He just missed a good opportunity. He should have prayed. He didn't pray. At the most, you might say he's a, you know, silly man. I mean, he should have prayed. He got the opportunity. He missed it. But he will not go. He will not be punished for that. Because it's a nafil. We are coming to Ramadan. The fasting in Ramadan. Is it Fard or Nafil? Fard. If somebody who is able to fast does, deliberately does not fast, is that okay or not okay? Not okay, right? He is committing, he is committing haram, he is committing kofur, depending on what he does and what he says about it and so on and so forth, he can exit from Islam. But supposing somebody does not pray tarawih, he prays four rakat isha and he goes home. Now what? Will he be punished? No. No. Somebody is praying tarawih. We pray 20 rakats here. Somebody says, you know, after 4 rakats I'm tired. I can't pray anymore. I go home after 4 rakats. Is it okay or not okay? It's perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay. He can go home after 4. He can, we pray 2 rakats at a time. He can go go home after two, four, six, eight, whatever. You are tired. You go home. No problem. There is no sin on you. Anything that is like this, which is Nafil... Remember, if you don't do it, there is no problem. But if you do something which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not do, then this can become a this will become a major problem for you. As I told you, all bidat start with a good intention. So somebody says, you know, we should celebrate the birthday of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Miladun Nabi, Maulud, Milad, call it what you want. Now, is it a good idea or a bad idea? Huh? Bad idea? you don't love the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you're not happy that he was born so why why is celebrating his birthday why is that a bad idea idea is good but execution is wrong. idea is good but the execution is wrong exactly so what must you do if you want to ce- can you ce- can you celebrate or you can't celebrate yeah. of course you can celebrate of course you can celebrate. Se- you know what the problem is if you say, I'm celebrating it on this particular day, which is the 12th of Rabiul Awal. Now, nothing wrong about 12th of Rabiul Awal. But if you are specifying a day, a specific day, and you say, he was born on this day, and we are celebrating this. Just, yes, I am very happy, you know, which was born, therefore, in this masjid, uh, you know, in some other place, we are going to have this uh, this jalsa, this gathering, and we will talk about the seerah of the Nabi, a.s. very nice, beautiful, please do it. Do it every day. But if you specify a particular day and you say we are celebrating it, this is what it is called Eid Miladun Nabi. You give it a name. There is somebody in my city in Hyderabad who actually prayed two rakat of Eid Salah on that day. And a whole big congregation prayed behind him also. Now there is no end to the Bidat every day, the new Bidat. Eid, Eid Miladun Nabi, so Eid Salah. What's the problem? The problem is you are inventing in the deen. Similarly, celebrating all kinds of days and nights and whatnot. So, without going into detail and making it longer, I am giving you the basic principles. Basic principles. What is the basic principle? Check if Rasulullah did it. Check if if the Sahaba did it. Check if he told people to do it. If you have the dalil, do it. If you do not have the dalil, don't touch it. As long as you don't touch it, nothing will happen to you. But if you go and do something which he never did, then you are going to put yourself in trouble and you are going to put others in trouble. Because what did he say? Kullu bida. Kullu Wa kullu We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from all forms of bidat and all forms of shirk and for and all forms of uh, anything which displeases him and we ask Allah to keep us on the straight and narrow path of tawhid and to keep take us in the same state of tawhid as bu'ahidin inshaAllah